While recently discussing the quarterback battle at Ohio State, Ryan Day said this about Kyle McCord and Devin Brown. They both deserve to play, end quote. Which is great. They both might deserve to play. But you can only play one. You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back to the episode of Locked on Buckeyes from Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Wednesday, August 23rd in the year 2023, and this episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on college or enter promo code locked on college for a free white tech hat with any purchase. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. During today's episode, we will discuss when Ryan Day might announce a starting quarterback. And we also get a little insight about who will call offensive plays for the Buckeyes in 2023. But first, Kyle McCord versus Devin Brown, the battle for the right to be named QB1 at Ohio State, that battle continues. You might be a Kyle McCord guy. You might be a Devin Brown guy. What are you basing that on? Because there are, there are a lot of people out there that have not seen these guys throw the football a lot to make a well-educated decision. However, if you're Ryan Day or if you are Tony Alford, or if you are Brian Hartline, or if you are Jim Knowles, or if you are Per Eliano, or any of the any of the other coaches at Ohio State, you've had a great view, great view during during the spring, during the off season, during fall camp. You've had a great view to really get a firsthand uh, view of who what these guys are made of in a practice setting, at least. Now, practice is different than game, so let's keep that in context. However. They have a good idea about who they think should be the starting quarterback at Ohio State. Should it be Kyle McCord? Should it be Devin Brown? I don't know. But Ryan Day, I like Ryan Day as a head coach. I think there's a lot that he can do to get better. But one thing this offseason that I have been, I have known and learned to just expect the coach speak with is in regards to the quarterback competition at Ohio State. Ryan Day is a coach that right now, even if he knows who the starting quarterback is going to be, He's not letting the media know. Maybe internally, his design is the guys in, in-house, they know. But we're going to keep running this thing like we have been, at least throughout the rest of this week, maybe in the next week. But whatever it is, well, if they don't have a guy starting that's the starting quarterback, we're going to keep doing things like we are until somebody emerges. And there's this weird thought that's not really a weird thought, but when it comes to this, the two-quarterback thing, I'm always a believer. If you got two, <laughs> you got zero. Now, that only works in certain situations. Ohio State has two talented quarterbacks. We really don't know what they're going to do in a full game setting as a starting quarterback for the Buckeyes. We're basing that on things they did in high school, things they that we have seen a little bit on the game field, more for Kyle McCord than Devin Brown. But we're basically on a very small sample size for trying to decide who's going to play the most important position on the field. But if I'm Ryan Day, yeah, cool. Both guys might deserve to play. But you got to make a decision. And I am not a fan of potentially letting this thing go into the regular season 
Indiana play both guys. The Navy play one guy against Youngstown State, one guy against Western Kentucky, and then whoever emerges out of that out of those three games, that's your QB one. I am not a fan of that at all. Imagine your the only time you play, you start two full game. Your second time starting a full game at Ohio State is against Notre Dame on the road in South Bend, Indiana. Those fans are going to be wild, crazy loud, hostile environment, and prime time. Trust me, you want to have some more stuff under your belt before going into that. Now, granted, Indiana, West Kentucky, Youngstown State, they're nowhere near the caliber of Notre Dame. So I'm not going to sit here and say that's the case because it is not. However, you want to show that your coach has some confidence in you early in the season, in fall camp, and then all of a sudden, once game time starts Indiana, you go out there and cook down at the down. Drive at the drive. You go out there and cook the Hoosiers all day long. I am personally, and I'll say it, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I agree. Ohio State has really good, talented quarterbacks. But I don't think letting this thing go into the regular season is the right move. And I will go out there and say, I have said I don't want this to be a repeat of 2015. There's a big difference between the 2015 team overall and this year's team. There's a big difference between the team, the offensive unit, the offensive weapons at Ohio State in 2015 versus this year. A lot, let's just start a running back. Like behind um, JT Barrett or Cardell Jones was a guy who had 1,800 rushing yards the previous year and was one of the best running backs, if not the best running back in that year in college football. So you're not sitting here just saying like um, it's, it's, it's all the same. No, this is literally different. However, these guys, I do believe are better throwers of the football than Cardell Jones and JT Barrett were back at that time in their career. These guys are guys that are di- running a different offense than JT Barrett and Cardell Jones are, and I do believe this offense fits their skill sets better than the offense fit Cardell Jones' skill set previously. Just keep it in context. Don't let it go into the regular season. Don't do that. Make a decision. If I'm on that offense and I've been in a huddle, I've been on a sideline when all of a sudden it seemed like the coach did not want to go and put the better guy on the field. What happened on the sidelines? And I remember this. Later in the game, third third quarter, fourth quarter, uh, excuse me, third quarter actually, a guy had to go down with the injury. The backup went in. The backup went in, was making plays all over the place. Then the coach took him out because the other guy was in. It's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I get the other guy's a starter. The starter's not better than the backup who was just out there making all the plays. Put him in, put him in. And at some point, the team, my teammates, started getting vocal and trying to be on the side of our brother, our teammate, and saying, hey, man, look, we all are team. But you're the best on our team at that position and coach, you need to put that guy in because he's the best for us to be successful when we're playing a game. It's not that drastic as the, the example I'm giving because I do remember there was a sizable gap between the guy who was the starter and the guy who was the backup. The backup was better than the starter, but for some reason, the coach did not want to put the backup in for any reason. Not playing a better guy doesn't make any sense. These two guys are both talented. There's a different skill set. Devin Brown might be the guy that's a little bit more um, better on the run, better in uh, improvisation type of uh, situations on the field, whatever it may be. Don't let this thing go into the regular season. Don't do it. It might happen, though. We might be looking at a situation when Ryan Day through this week and through next week and do game prep 
Ryan Day says, well, we just don't know who the guy is, so we're going to run it like we have all offseason, all fall camp, and let both guys split reps. During game week? Miss me with that. Bad, bad, bad decision. Miss me with that. If I'm a starting quarterback going to a week, and all of a sudden you're saying, well, I got to split reps with the backup. I'd be confused <laughs> and probably upset, but here's where we are. Ryan Day is not comfortable making the decision. It was actually a straw poll, um, which helps you understand how close this, this competition is. Straw poll between the coaches, and it was split right down the middle. They're both talented. But at some point, <laughs> a decision has to be made, and I hope it happens this week before we get to game week, which is coming up in a few short Days. I think Ryan Day, when discussing that both quarterbacks deserve to play, he ended up discussing and letting everyone know that there is a way that he will kind of have an inkling about what guy should be the starting quarterback at Ohio State. What will tell him, what will give him the thought that this guy is QB1? We'll discuss that next on Locked On Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by our good friends, at Bird Dogs Game Week is right around the corner. We want to be fresh. We want to be comfortable. We want to be able to withstand the temperatures, hot or cold, and be comfortable while doing so. Our friends at Bird Dogs make comfortable clothing for you and I during this time of year. Bird Dogs makes you look good. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as lululemon but they fit way better bird dogs also uses an anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long so go to birddogs.com slash locked on college or enter promo code locked on college for a free white tech hat with your order that's birddogs.com slash locked on college or use promo code locked on college for a free white tech hat. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Thanks for making Locked on Buckeyes your first listen or first watch of every single day. If you have not checked it out yet, go on the Locked on Buckeyes feed, either the audio side or on the YouTube side, and listen to the ultimate college football preview. There's one for the Big Ten Conference in our feed, and also there is one for the college football world, will the Buckeyes make the playoff? Who's the best? Who's the favorite to win the national championship? How many Big Ten teams will make the CFP at the end of the season? We discuss all of that. Big Ten preview, college football preview, and previews for other Power Five conferences in college football. You want to check out this preview? It's a great way to get ready for the college football season, which starts later this weekend. Ryan Day, I enjoy him as a coach. But also, I think his insight to certain quarterback decisions is great. It's a great way for us to realize that if we just sit back and realize Ryan Day is a wealth of knowledge. And sometimes, even if we don't like what he's saying or we don't agree with it, he'll give us a nugget to give us some insight into how he's going to make a pivotal decision in regards to who's going to be QB1 at Ohio State. And Ryan Day, during the presser, ended up discussing and discussing that there's a, a way for him to kind of figure out who the starting quarterback is going to be. 
Um, he described it as a horse race. One pulls away, the other catch up, catches up in regards to Kyle McCord and Devin Brown. But he also gave us this thought, and I'm scrolling through my notes to get the exact thought here. He gave us this thought about the guy you want to be QB1. If it's all equal, he starts that off. He goes on and gives us a lot of information that helps us understand what day looks for. And with this information, you could kind of speculate what guy might be in the upper, have the upper hand right now in this competition. Quote, if it's all equal, you want the guy that has it. Somebody that you can rally around. If all things are equal, we want the best leader, the best decision maker, and ultimately the best competitor, end quote. Ryan Day just told you a lot of what he's looking to try to find in these guys right now. The best leader, the best competitor, uh, the best decision maker, ultimate, ultimately the best competitor. You, Ryan Day is showing you if these guys are equal right now, it sounds like it is. At least sounds like it. Not saying eternally somebody has not been internally named QB1. To us, this is it. So these are things that Ryan Day is looking for. The guy that has it. Now, this thing, it, I've been trying to describe this since I was in high school because my coaching was Coach Fiesel or Coach Barthel, one of the two. Fiesel was the line coach, O-line, D-line. Coach Barthel was the uh, varsity coach. Um from my freshman year through my junior year, was there longer than that prior to when I got there in high school. But after my junior year, he left to go coach and be the offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach at Cathedral High School. And so Coach Barthel, Coach Fiesel always said, hey, man, this guy has it. And as a freshman, I'm sitting here like, what is it? Like, I've been, I I like sports. I watch sports. I play sports my entire life at a rec league level. But no coach ever, even even when I got into middle school, it got a little bit more competitive. Nobody ever described anybody on my team and said, hey, that guy has it. What is it? It is one of those things that I cannot describe, but when I see it, I know exactly what it is. It's just that simple for me to describe. LeBron James has it. Michael Jordan has it. Kobe Bryant has it. Now, those are easy examples. Tommy Eichenberg has it. You kind of... I think Matthew Jones and Donovan Jackson have it on the offensive line. I think Tui Malowal hasn't shown all the way, but I think this year we're going to see that he has it. Just someone that just gets what you want in the moment, but also has a skill set and mindset about making the right decision, um, having the right read, picking up things in, in the picking up things. In the film session, then translating that and applying what he learned in the film session to the football field. Some guys are good in the film room. They're not good on the football field. Some guys are good on the football field, can't do anything in, in the film room. Some guys are good on the whiteboard, but can't translate that to the football field. Some guys are great quarterbacks on the football field, but can't diagram a, a, a play uh, until I've depended on it. Some guys are like that. And so when it comes to Ryan Day describing that word, it, it's something that you just see kind of get a feeling like that guy I can ride behind. That guy is it. Now, if you want to say like, have I been able to, to decide and depict what quarterback has that? No. Kyle McCord hadn't played enough and Devin Brown hasn't played enough. And we haven't seen enough of them in practice to get a good handle on which guy has it. If any of them have it right now, what kind of leader they are, what guy is the ultimate competitor? We don't have enough data to make a well-educated decision in regards to this very decision. So 
we just don't know just yet. But for Ryan Day, he spends more time with these guys. He knows what Corey Dennis is talking to these guys about. He understands Brian Hartline. He gets what they're talking about. They He understands exactly what they bring to the table. He understands all of it. So in regards to having it, some of the things during practice you can get. Now, in regards to if, trying to figure out if you can find out what guy has it in the season, let's just be honest. Indiana, Youngstown State, Western Kentucky, Ohio State has better talent than all three of those schools on their roster. So if you're trying to go through this moment of saying, well, this guy, we figured it, how, can we figure out if the guy has it in any of these moments? Um, Well, maybe. I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but realistically, Ohio State's O-line, D-line, running backs, linebackers, all across the board, they're better than what Indiana Youngstown State and Western Kentucky will bring two of the three will bring to the shoe. Then what the Buckeyes will go and play when the Buckeyes go to Bloomington, Indiana to face the Indiana Hoosiers. So you can't really figure out all of that in that moment, which just goes into why I really hope that you don't take this thing into the regular season because this formula that we hear right now, it's a formula that might cause the Buckeyes to be on the losing end of their game with the Notre Dame Fighting Irish is on the road, fourth game of the season. You don't want – you're going to have an inexperienced quarterback. You don't want an inexperienced quarterback that doesn't have many reps to go out there and say, hey, go to South Bend and win. You don't want that. You don't want that at all. You may say, Jay, it worked, it worked for Clemson a few years ago. Trevor Lawrence went down with the COVID. DJ Uwe Ungalale went into South Bend and won. Yes, that happened. But you just don't want that to happen. Now, the COVID, you could not – you couldn't really – change that like it, it happened whatever like it happened tested positive set out a game I think a couple games actually came back and played like that was not scripted for Clemson at the beginning of the season so that's one situation yeah the Buckeyes could have that same thing happen this year whoo that's not the formula you want going into that environment against that team that's going to be really good and tough to beat make a decision hopefully it happens prior to the start of the regular season for Ohio State, which begins on September the 2nd. All the talk about the offense is great. Who's going to cut plays for the Buckeyes in 2023? If we got a little insight on it, we'll discuss it next on Locked on Buckeyes. Ryan Day, actually, I believe it was Kirk Herbstreit, actually. Kirk Herbstreit discussed that Ryan Day was considering stepping away from play calling in this season, and I believe this was Kirk Herbstreet on College Game Day inside the Rose Bowl on New Year's Day, and this came out, and it wasn't the first time that um, Ryan Day had, had told somebody that this might actually happen. It's something that I heard an Ohio State reporter, don't want to say the wrong one, so I'm not going to say exactly who it was that I heard this from, because I don't believe I remember who it came from, but this Ohio State reporter also said like he had heard discussions that this might be something that Ryan Day says, hey, 2023, I might not call the offensive plays. But then also Ryan Day said the plan is for him to lead the offensive play calling into the regular season. There will be times for that Brian Hartline, the OC for the Buckeyes, will end up calling plays. However, um, it is primarily going to be a situation where Ryan Day leads it, Brian Hartline calls, and then if Ryan Day feels comfortable doing it, 
he may relinquish or pull back on some of his offensive play calling duties and just overall oversight of the offense and let Brian Hartline do it. Ultimately, I, I think it's a great idea for Brian Hartline to call plays eventually. I do also believe, and I understand why Ryan Day wants to call plays right now. It's what he knows. He probably believes it's what's best for him in the in the football team in the upcoming season, which is great. All of that is great. However, let's think about this. Does this have to do something with the quarterback situation? A guy who recruited Kyle McCord, Devin Brown. A guy who's been in their corner, in their film room, in their uh, position room with them in the huddle and practice and all these things. Is this Ryan Day's way of saying, I want to make sure that the new quarterback is doing the right things, is put in the right situations, is, is being groomed up and being put in the areas for him, for them to be successful. Is this his way of saying, this is not a power thing. This is what I believe is best for the offense and the quarterback and the QB1 for the Buckeyes. Let me start this thing. Let me lead this thing. Possibly, let's just get through the game against Notre Dame and then see what happens after that. If that is his mindset and his um, way of doing things, I am comfortable with that, honestly. I, I think it's a great idea. And I personally think that if that's his way of saying, let's make sure our starting quarterback gets involved and gets comfortable and we call plays and we figure out exactly, not, not that play, let's do this play. Let's not do a read option. Let's change it to an RPO. Let's make sure that things we are doing situationally, four-minute drill, two-minute drill. If you're um, first and 10 on your own 18-yard line, let's make sure that the quarterbacks are doing things that they're comfortable with moving forward. Plus, I do think Ryan Day's expertise as being a play caller and a phenomenal play caller when he's fully and completely dialed in, that's great for the team. Now, for Brian Hartline specifically, I would think that Brian Hartline at some point during the season becomes a full-time play caller. However, if the Buckeyes offense starts flourishing, if the Buckeyes offense starts doing things that is wowing everybody, if the Buckeyes offense is putting up 42, 45 points against a 50-plus against the Hoosiers. Up <laughs> that little bit. Maybe 60. Um, <laughs> Jacob Ruda blocked on Hoosiers. Will not like that, but he'll understand. The Buckeyes should roll the Hoosiers 7-10 per second. But let's just say Buckeyes score 60-plus against um, Indiana, 60-plus against Youngstown State, 60-plus against Western Kentucky. Wouldn't you want that guy who has already been calling those plays to continue that trend and, and roll that thing into South Bend, Indiana? Of course you would. Absolutely. Absolutely. You want the guy that is saying, hey, we're dialed in, we're tuned in, we're ready to go. You would definitely want that guy to say, okay, cool, Notre Dame, <laughs> we got something for you. And just like Ryan Day did against Georgia, you get that fire, you get that intensity, you get that guy who is aggressive in nature and his play calling. You get all of those things from Ryan Day. And what are you looking at happening next? Ryan Day being a guy, uh, all of a sudden saying, hey, maybe I might not relinquish this play calling thing just yet. Even though it might be the best thing for the team for the future, we got a good thing rolling, and we need to keep this train rolling as long as we can. Ultimately, I'm cool with it. If Ryan Day leads the offensive play calling all year long, and I say leading in that way, leading in and doing it full time every single time is is different. Brian A is going to let Brian Hartline call plays. It's going to happen. At some point, if Brian Hartline is going to be the offensive coordinator and day wants to potentially let Hartline call plays, why not start it as soon as you can? So I do believe, I do believe that when it comes to this situation with, with Ryan Day calling the plays, 
I'm going to tell you. Ryan Day, go ahead and do that thing. Call the plays. If it's because of allowing the quarterback to get acclimated to the Buckeyes offense and things that work well with them, so be it. Let it happen. I'm going to be here for it. But ultimately, if this is a control thing and it's maybe he doesn't trust Brian Hartline or whatever the case may be, that's a different animal. I am here for the Buckeyes to be a good football team, a really good football team, and to always improve. And for them to be the best unit they can be in 2023. And if that is with Ryan Day calling the plays for the Buckeyes in the fall, let that thing happen. We're out here on a Wednesday, a hump day edition of Locked on Buckeyes. Two more days left of shows. I'm excited. Can't wait for football. I was just talking to my wife about trying to find, um, figuring out a little earlier than normal what we're going to be eating and drinking and uh, getting our spread ready for the Notre Dame game on Saturday afternoon. Notre Dame versus uh, Navy on the other side of the pond. I'm here for college football. Kind of excited that the Notre Dame Fighting Irish are the one of the first teams. I probably think they are the first team that we're going to see this weekend to kick off the college football season in 2023. You can follow me on X or Twitter, if you still call it that, at jstevens07. Send all of your emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com. Thank you for making Locked on Buckeyes your first listen of every single day. For your second listen of, or watch of the day, check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast. Locked on Sports Today provides you with all the news you need to know going on in sports in 20 minutes every single day. Locked on Buckeyes and the Locked on Sports Today podcast, they are both a part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. This has been Locked on Buckeyes here on a hump day. I'll see you next time.